TV podcast. First one. It's crazy. It's Who would have thought, you know? It was wild, bro. Met you, what, like a year and a half ago today or a year and a couple months ago or something at this point? Yeah, I want to say it was in it was in April, May. I, I think it was May, I want yeah. to say, because I, yeah, I, cause I started right. making music, um, I think, in April. And then I was a month in when I met you. And I remember showing you some beats. So that must have been like May. Man, that's crazy, like that. bro. It's uh, it's wild to watch how you've kind of like grown since then. Just been putting in a ton of work. Yeah, man. You too as well, man. You've been doing mixing for how long? Almost four years at this point. I was talking to my pops about that the other day. I got some like, uh, you know, one of my, my Snapchat memories or whatever was popping up. It was four years ago uh, working with CTB Chance. That shit was crazy. <laughs> Looking at that. Shout like, out to CTB Chance, man. Shout out to CTB Chance. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. yeah, it's crazy looking at that. And I was talking to my pops. He's like, yeah, so when do you consider, you know, when I, when you started actually making music? Because when I when I started, I, I basically came up from like, you know, I was sitting in my back house or whatever. We called it the shed. It's like a little ass room. I had like a little couch and microphone set up in there. We were just sitting in there doing hella coke and drugs and shit, just fucking around. That shit was bad, bro. But, uh, you know, Damn one right. of my homies was like, fuck it. Let's, you know, let's start making music. I see you got a mic. All right, shit. Finally kind of was like, all right, you know, let's let's get that moving. And after a couple of weeks, was able to kind of, you know, I think I'd asked my dad how how he ran everything, was able to kind of get the rundown on. And, and your your dad has a band, right? Yeah, he's in a like a two man group right now. They're called Wax Moon. Go, go check yeah, them out. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll, so, uh, uh, yeah, everyone, there. anyone who's listening to this, check out check out Wax Moon. Uh, so two man band. So how does that work? Because there's a lot of instruments. Uh, it's like. Literally just the two of them with guitar and vocals. Like they, they go to parks and practice. Uh, they've got a park in between John, the other member of it. He lives in San Francisco. My dad lives in San oh, Jose, okay. you know. They meet up in Redwood City okay. every weekend in some park and are able to just do rehearsals and practice over there. But no drums? No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, sometimes John's a recording engineer as well. So sometimes he does work around with like a... With like a you know, drum machines and shit like that, MPKs and, you know, messing around, adding drum loops. But it's usually pretty uh, pretty light on that end. In the most recent album uh, they just dropped, they did actually uh, feature a couple new artists, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know too okay. much on, on their actual yeah, process. No, I, could Im- I could imagine I could imagine that uh, that this, the songs that they're making probably aren't too, like, fast and rhythm-based and more kind of wavy and vibey because I, I feel like the, drum, the drums are kind of like that blueprint for the groove of the song without the drums you can kind of shift go, to going faster and then going slower and you're just kind of mainly singing over it so i mean what's their what's their style of music they're definitely on that f- like folk dash country type of genre sound uh, okay, okay. but no that's a great point yeah like you know i was talking to one of my roommates or you know the other day and he was talking about how like basically he listens to music just for the drum line for the the rhythm and stuff. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I don't need to name mm-hmm. names. But shout uh, out him. Shout out. I don't him. know if he wants to be mentioned on this podcast, but shout out to him. Shout out to him. Exactly. Yeah. So uh great guy. Great guy. But yeah, no, we were uh, talking. And he's like, yeah, basically, you know, mainly listen to music for the the sound of it, not the lyrics, but you know, the the melody and the just the beat more so. And yeah. Totally understandably, just a different different way of listening to music than than me, who more so you know picks out lyricism and a little bit more of actually how the vocals interact with the beat. Yeah, exactly. And and speed on that too. I mean, the reason why I feel like the beat is almost just as popular as the the lyrics is, especially like nowadays for a lot of people, is that producers nowadays are really carrying songs. There's a lot of songs that wouldn't be as big if they didn't have that beat. You know, like for example, if we're like just for an example, what do you mean? future mask off or you know, where your ass was at, both of those songs, like although future does his thing on them. They're still carried by the beat, you know, like Metro Boomin really did his thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that's that's 100%, man. Yeah. Oh, wait, you sound a little quiet, dude. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, move closer to the mic. How's that? Yeah, you're good now. You're good. I just hear it like I like you'll, you'll be talking fine, and then you, I think you just turn away from the mic. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaning back here. Let me uh, adjust my chair and stuff real quick. Boom. Hey, man, all in the first podcast, you know what I mean? 
Hey, 100%. Working out the case. Yeah, anyone who's stuck around for the past three minutes of us just talking about this, appreciate you. Yeah, for real, man. Yeah, we plan on making this happen a lot more. And uh, we so, plan on getting getting more guests on here. You know, if, uh, so Yeah, we should touch on what FTV even is, huh? Yeah. Um, so me and Milo um, were both working on a podcast. Actually, I don't even think I formally introduced myself. Uh, my name's Diego. Bago Beats, producer Milo. name, and Milo Kimball. And uh, AK, yeah, there we go. Um, but there's our own self yeah. plugs out of the way. Let's get on to the what, what FTV yeah. really is, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so FTV is a collective in, of sorts, it's not necessarily like something super concrete, but we want to make a way for creatives to kind of like a, a safe space for creatives to really follow whatever they're doing, right? And we want to kind of support what they're doing while at the same time, you know, building a network for everyone involved. So FTV stands for follow the vision. So the whole message of the brand is, yeah, we want to get you guys chase that vision, you know, helping everybody out with getting, you know, if you have a unique vision on what you want to do with your creativity, whether it be with, within music or art, you know, visually or, you know, spoken word, whatever it may be, just helping people follow the vision. Exactly. And we, we plan on coming out with some clothing uh, where we focus on one main artist per clothing line and we kind of just let them do their own thing. Whatever FTV follow the vision means to them, they can put it out in clothing. And that's the merch that we're going to eventually be selling, along with probably re- releasing some music, releasing a couple albums, stuff like that. But yeah, our overall overall plan is to kind of get that creative vision out without judgment. 100%. 100%. So that being said, yeah, anybody who's listening, if you are a creative feel free to reach out to either of us like i said milo kimball music on instagram and bagel, and bagel beats. beats on instagram as well i'm sure you know who one of us are if you're listening to this in this first place but yeah <laughs> but shit reach out and uh let's get something going let's let's get you involved in the in the process we're trying to really grow this thing right now it's small still just an idea but i think within you know give us a year or two years i think we really be doing something pretty decently yep and the amount of work it. that that we put in is you know we, we do this every day i mean i'm i'm here making music about every day um i've been doing that for like the past year milo's been doing it pretty much every day for the past four years as well so i mean the grind's going to be there ftv is going to be there whether you know whether you see it whether or not you, like you know it or you not. see it eventually Ooh, yeah we gonna be you around. like it or not right, what kind of new music you've been listening to milo what you been what you been finding dude honestly i've been stuck on this new ag club album the the fuck your expectations part one and part two part two more specifically but that and where whole, are they from uh antioch they're right here in the bay antioch. oh yeah yeah they're oh, right wow. here in the bay they have such a unique just different sound and style you know they, they have such a good way of evolving each song you know so fluidly um you know i was listening to they just dropped a video for i think noho uh the other day I, I don't know exactly what day it was dropped on but they just dropped that the other day and uh it's just got such a cool evolution of you know it starts out really hard and then kind of switches into these nice soft flows and it's really cool uh metamorphosis of melody <laughs> metamorphosis of melody man i like that yeah I've, I've actually never really gotten into the the ag club yet i listened to one of their songs i forgot what it was called but it was good and i liked it but i never really fully sank into it yet but i'll I have to give it a try at some point i always love listening to music new music 100 man yeah they're great they're, they're doing their thing for sure what about you what have you been listening to what's uh what's on your radar right now Ooh, what have i been listening to um Honestly, just a whole lot of stuff. I mean, really, I've been I've been really focused on making my own music. I have an album I'm working on right now, so I haven't really been like exploring too much music. Ooh. But um, I've been looking into Monty Booker a little bit because oh, I find his sweet. Yeah, his Booker producing is just so Booker. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, he just his production is just so interesting, and you know, I was never really like a, I, I didn't really know who he was for like the longest time, but I, he was always talked about on a Kenny Beat stream. Shout out to Kenny Beats. You know, his yeah. beat battles are awesome. But uh, yeah, um, uh, he's he's always been talked about by Kenny Beats. And, you know, he's always regarded as like a really, really good producer. And then the other day, he actually streamed and, and made a beat on stream. And that's kind of what got me to really 
go and like look into him because uh, the his, beats uh, that the beat that he yeah. made was was super weird. He it's so funny. He just sits there. It looks like he's just high as fuck. You know, he's just sitting there, just like nodding his head, and the beat is just not slapping right at all like the beat is not slapping at all at that point and he's just sitting there nodding his head to all these weird ass sounds and all of a sudden it just starts all tying together like he had that vision in his head of already like where this was gonna go and you couldn't even really hear where it was gonna go and and then he starts tying all these these synths together all these weird sound effects and then puts the hi-hats these weird places swings it super like super fat and then all of a sudden now he has this beat that is just fucking super crazy that you would not have expected to come out of what he was doing man so yeah, yeah he just did like a, he did rice and gravy for smino right yeah yeah that's such a good song bro that's such a good yeah, song. he's yeah i i like that that song it's a little old but that song colors you know the biggest one that he has yeah the one where he's actually not even credited i think he's actually credited as the the main person like on the song even though smino is the one singing on it I think the beat really kind of makes that song and his name is in front of Smino instead of it normally it would be Smino and Monty Booker. It's Monty Booker and Smino, I think for that purpose. Uh, that's, but, a, that's a cool, but, cool creative decision right there. Yeah. That song went popular on TikTok though. I, yeah, I, I heard that like song like a bunch and I never really knew what it was. And then all of a sudden, you know, all of this happened. I learned about him. Found yeah. Him. But yeah. That. And then um, also, uh, Juice World uh, or whoever runs Juice World, uh, they also just released uh, like the the Lucid Dreams remix with Lil Uzi Vert. I don't think and I've heard it's that. Just a, it's just it's a I shame, dude. That, but I haven't heard you, it. You you gotta hear it, man. It, it, they didn't even really announce it or anything. Like I just heard it from my like my friend who posted it on his story, posted a screenshot of it. And I found it, listened to it. It's just a shame because you you see what what Juice World and Lil Uzi Vert could have become. It, it's it's crazy like just that one song you can kind of hear like they they probably would have made like collaborative albums and stuff like they were they worked really well together their voices meshed really well together they're both very melodic you know and they they choose really in the pocket flows and they're both capitalized it would have been so nice to see new wave yeah most definitely so i mean losey bird kind of was part of that start i think right yeah, for sure, man. 100%. Lil Uzi Vert, Playboy Cardi. I mean, I think Uzi came in a little bit later, but that was all in the SoundCloud wave, 100%. Yeah. Where, you know. What were you uh, saying? Uh, so, yeah, my question I was going to ask, yeah, what what do you use to find music nowadays? Question. Uh, you know, like, I, that's where I used to basically only go, was I used to find all my new music, all my new artists on SoundCloud. Now I listen to everything on Spotify, and I pretty much find most of the new music on either YouTube or Instagram. And then go search for it up on Spotify, which I yeah, what's like crazy? What's up? Makes, yeah, I feel like that just makes it harder for new artists to be found, like to get onto my radar in the first place. Which I'm yeah, of, but it's still hard I, to break away from. Yeah, I think how it works really is if a, if an artist has one song that you really like, that's when it's that's when all of a sudden they have a big chance of popping up in the algorithm later, right? So let's say if you if oh, you sure. if if I make one song right and, and a bunch of people give me some likes on Spotify eventually because this also has a tie-in on how i find the music a lot is i'll find a song that i've liked and i don't really know the artist that well and i just click on the click on the artist and i'll go listen to an album while i play some video games or just while i'm hanging out in my room just have it playing in the background kind of listening to it kind of not kind of your go-to to listen to new yeah music. It currently yeah i'd say that but then also tiktok as well there's always songs that i find on there like the uh the song that i sent you the the gordon ramsay freestyle by remble that popped up on tiktok yeah man that was i heard fun. that and i, I like was like yeah i gotta go lot. Yeah, I, didn't I gotta want to like it, it but something about it just it, it hits, bro. Yeah, like it's talking about murdering and shit, but I mean, it sounds cool, and that's how it works nowadays. Yep, 100%, man. Yeah, dude, the, the music industry is crazy. It's a uh, just all the new new sounds that are coming out. It feels like there's a lot of it, feels like lyricism is coming back, but in a very different way. Yeah, and, I think I that that's cool when when um. I mean, if you if you think about it, right, like, let's say, like, you know, you have a just a boom bap rapper, just someone who's just a real like MC. Right. Yeah. And then you have someone that can do the exact same thing, except put a melody behind it. That requires more. You know, it's it's not necessarily the, the traditional MC, but if you're able to put a melody behind it, if you're able to manipulate your voice in a way that, you know, you make people feel stuff without even knowing what the lyrics are. And then they hear the lyrics, you know, and then it, it yeah. gives them even more feeling. It helps them stick out from the saturation that yeah, is hip hop and rap nowadays. Energy. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because I mean, like shit. If I was able to do this, you know, get to where I'm at in a year, you know, regardless if I did a bad job at it, if I did a good job at it, there's people who could do the same thing, you know. Especially yeah. with nowadays, you can get all the crack plugins. I don't use crack plugins, you know, but but you can you can get crack plugins, you know, wherever you go, right? And so there's people who can do all this type of stuff. So you really have to find ways to stand out, and most of the, most of that just seems to be through connections. Or just having such a unique sound like Monty Booker. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Yeah. But I wonder, the thing with artists that's weird, I mean, because producers, that's the path for producers, but the path for artists seems a little bit um, a little bit different. It seems like you kind of have to have this reputation and like you it's have to more, be proper. It's stuff. more open it's to different. just being kind of switched around and played with that template, I think. is you know I feel like you're seeing new artists pop up all the time that kind of break the mold in new ways and i think it's really cool to watch you know seeing even crappy artists like you know whoever smoke perp and little pump who had you know a minute in the limelight and then left to watching dope artists like like that group ag club or this guy token who i've been watching recently or kind of keeping keeping my eyes out on and watching the way that they take fame and kind of you know or, or not even necessarily fame, but just recognition, I guess you could call it, you know, and uh, take it and run with it in a totally new, new way. It doesn't really reflect what other people are doing with that same limelight. I think COVID has a big effect on that, too. You know, yeah, with COVID and everything, everybody's just kind of scrambling to, to figure out hey. how we can survive, yeah. you know? Yeah. But speaking of token, here's my hot take on token hip hop. Uh, hot take. Great rapper bad songwriter i don't think he's good at actually making full songs that really capture my attention i, I feel fired. like he's, he, uh, yeah he's fire as fuck dude don't get me wrong like he That's spits some fired. bars you know what i mean oh you said shots fired yeah yeah no he's he's he has some fucking awesome ass bars dude like like you know he says some like real shit you know but at the end of the day it's like you kind of need a song that people could really grasp you know like like a lot of a lot of that stuff especially when you hear mcs nowadays like they, it feels like people are trying so hard you know if he's that good of a rapper he could do half that much and do some put some crazy bars and then just make a song that really makes people feel stuff because like yeah, man I, I i'm definitely not like here to speak up for him in any way but at the same time i heard him talking about something like that on an interview recently and apparently he's working on an album that uh has a lot more hooks and shit like that so yeah, I mean, hooks or not, hear. I just want to feel something when I listen to his music. That's you know, what I'm I hope that he that happens. Have any hooks? He does. It's like basically just speed rapping the whole way through right now, which he. It sounds like he's trying to kind of switch that up, which I'm excited to yeah. hear where, where that takes us. You know, in terms of Good. as an audience, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not about the lyrics, it's not about the beat, it's about the song, right? Yeah. And I mean, you can you could be the best rapper, you could be the best beat maker, but if the song's not good, the song's just not good. You know. And like, I'm not saying his songs are bad, but definitely is that that's, you know, this, this kid could definitely blow up and get a lot bigger than he is if he just yeah. was making like songs that people could really feel regardless of it even having a hook or not, you know, like then again, I'm not like a super fan, so I'm not going to like sit here, you know, and, and say I've gone through all of his music, but from what I've heard, especially recently, it, it has been what you were saying, where it's like the kind of just rapping really fast and, you know, like. There's he's not much, some much structure. Heat, but yeah, and there's not really much real content to it other than the bars the same. Yeah. You know, like there's no real like story behind it or there's nothing that I can really attach myself to and feel something resonate within myself. Because at the end of the day, that's a lot of what hip hop's about. It's about like feeling what they're feeling, you know, like in general. No, 100%, 100%. And that's like, you know, that's what makes good music is when you can feel that emotion. You feel yeah. what, when somebody has an idea and they're able to actually not only you know explain the idea to you but give you that idea exactly Man, i'm reading this book right now on uh creativity it's called big magic uh i'll, I'll pass it on to you once i finish it it's super interesting i, I read awesome like, what trade i got some books yeah man it's, it's <laughs> sure move but uh yeah she was talking about you know how ideas transfer from one person to another and it, it, i don't know there's some really interesting concepts in it where she was talking about let me break it down. So she was talking about, you know, ideas basically, you know, start out in in your head. And if you don't answer answer that, you know, 
quote unquote call to arms or whatever, you know, if you don't, if you don't answer that idea, it's going to move on to somebody else. And, you know, somebody else might have that, that same idea and make something very similar that, that you once had thought about doing, but never did. And, you know, once you hear them doing it, it's feeling like they copied you, but it's not really that it's more so they, you just didn't act on that idea and it, it just moved on to somebody else, which I think is a really cool concept. Okay. I, I, I agree with that, but at the same time, you know how they, I forget who, who said this, but if you come up with an, like, the, I heard this from somewhere. If you come up with an idea, you know, especially for like a business, that means a million other people, or like there's a, there's a one in a million chance that it hasn't actually already been done. Oh, you know, sure. and I mean, you, I think that's and, just down to numbers in terms of, you know, there's billions of people. Yeah. If, but when you think about it like that, you, that what you just said, you just said that when you get the idea, if you don't act on it, then it gets passed on. What if you do act on Man, it, but someone acts on my, it faster? Don't poke holes in my inspiration, Diego. Huh? <laughs> I said, don't poke holes in my inspiration, bro. Oh, no, I'm not poking holes <laughs> in your inspiration. I'm man. just playing. I'm just playing. But you know what I mean? It, like, no, for there's sure, people for who sure. come up with the same idea at the same time. Really break that down scientifically or logically and, uh, and kind of stray away yeah, from but, that, that concept. But, but I, I do agree with the idea of leaving you if you don't act on it or you won't be able to rethink it. That's the bigger the thing to way. me is, you know, yeah. if you don't act on that idea, it's going to go and move on to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, as a as a creative, that gives me a little bit more inspiration to act on each of those ideas because I don't need the next person to go and take it. Yeah, definitely. It's just it, also with music. I mean, every idea seems like it's it's always kind of like rehashed. You know, there's only like a certain amount of notes you can use. You know, there's yeah certain. Yeah. There's only a certain amount of scales. There's not there's not an infinite amount of, of all that stuff. It's a lot about the the idea that you get and the feeling that you get. You know, you could use the same chords, but if you feel it differently than, than the last person who used them, you could come up with something completely different out of it just because of the little choices you make along the way, which kind of make that idea and that, that creativity kind of form into one. 100%. 100%, man. Oh, Shit. let's I talk mean, about this uh, this North Hollywood movie, man. It's uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was your initial thoughts, man. We, we both watched it today, uh, for the listeners. We, we both watched this movie. It's called North Hollywood by legal civ it's by the basically the same people that made mid 90s which is also a skater movie uh if you guys ever get same, a chance same to actors check. we gotta we gotta clarify it's not oh the same actors same production actors. team but yeah it's a okay 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 yeah same actors uh for the most part except i didn't see summy in there or i didn't see sunny in there did <laughs> you yeah sunny yeah sunny had a he was in one scene i was i was surprised to even oh see him at the all. stair set yeah he was at the little stair set he was sitting there when yeah. uh when he broke his board Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that was cool. That was a fun. But yeah, I, initial thoughts. Initial, initial thoughts. thoughts I was stoked off of the trailer. I've watched the trailer maybe three or four times. Yeah. I've been. This is the only movie that I've been stoked for like this in a minute. I have not been getting hyped up for movies since COVID, basically. And uh, this is the first one that I had seen the trailer and was waiting for it to release. It finally dropped, and I was so fucking excited. I watched the the first scene. I'll say this: the first scene, I loved that first shot, bro. Where they're like, it's the almost Godfather esque, you know, where he takes that. It's that single long shot of the the high school, basically, you know, where starting with the uh, that one dude, whatever, whoever the hell. Uh, Adolf. I recognize yeah. him from somewhere, dude. Dude, no, no, no. They're they're all legal civ skaters. No, they named him Adolf, which I think is the most ridiculous thing to name a black kid adolf i don't know if dude, it's ridiculous yeah happened. it's ridiculous to be named a kid adolf that was the first thing i said too i'm like dude, uh, the black kid. kid should not be named adolf that's just not right <laughs> um either way though it pans from him you know it just goes through the whole school it's like you know the whole skate session i think that shot was super cool i love that shot and i got that got me super excited i was i was more you know i, I grabbed a beer I, I sat down with my what am i sipping on right now i got some maxim laguanita maximus uh, Man, I, I was super stoked. And then basically immediately then the whole movie just fell apart. You know, man, Miranda Cosgrove popped up, but I don't really know what, like, you know, they seemed like they were dating and it, it just, it, it all just felt a little lackluster and cluttered. But the the skating moments, and there were a lot of really interesting and epic moments with the like skating and uh, kind of just vibe of it, you know, where it felt very realistic and kind of down to earth in terms of, the energy they presented at the skate sessions and shit like that. But story-wise, expositionally, it just didn't hold up. 
Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like, because I, I, I'm a skater. I've, I've been skating ever since I was like little, little. I stopped for a while, started again. Then I was, yeah. I, I, I've skated for at least eight, eight, nine years, probably like collectively. Yeah. I could and probably say I've to for me, five or six years of my life yeah, to, total now. So, yeah, for sure. To me, Starting like, eight or nine. it was just such like a disappointment. Like, because I, 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 the whole thing about it that was so exciting to me when I first seen the trailer and Milo had actually sent me the trailer this morning. I was like, wow, I didn't even know this was going to be a thing. It's going to be telling the life of a pro skater and it's going to be awesome. You know, and I, I had this feeling it was going to be, um, it was going to be like not mid nineties, but what's the, oh my gosh, what's the other Kids? one? Street Dreams. I don't know if I've you seen, seen that movie. No, I was thinking with P Rod. Oh, God, hold on, I gotta look it up. Got I gotta make sure I, it's Street Dreams. Yeah, please text that to me. I wanna, I wanna watch that. Street Dreams. It's Street Dreams. I think. All right, cool. I'll, uh, I'll add Fuck that. Fuck yeah, my... it is. Yeah, that that movie, best skater movie ever, dude. I love that movie. But um, but yeah. So I thought it was gonna be like that movie because that movie they're they're chasing the whole you know trying to be a pro and then it ends over at Tampa Am and they go crazy and shit and he does this this one trick you know and like it's it's so hype, you know, like it, it really makes you feel stuff, you know, and Rob Deerdeck's in it too. The movie's full of like, you know, I just added it to my watch list. It's on Amazon prime for, uh, for any of our listeners, if anybody's interested. Yeah. You got it. Hell yeah. Um, I think it's, it might be on YouTube too, but I'm not too sure. Um, all right. Well, but regardless, I thought it was gonna be like that movie. And, and that movie was very like awesome because it, it, it was kind of like the exact same story almost as this movie, except in this they movie, it, right. it moved so much slower you know, like there was no real climax to it. You know, it just kind of, it was just really disappointing because I was expecting a real story of like, you know, watching a pro skater become a pro skater. But instead it was like, yeah. it just kind of seemed like it a drama more, film about- focused the, on him and his friends dash girlfriend. Yeah, about the prequel to the, to Street Dreams, if anything. Like it just seemed like, you know, they were really just kind of- It was all build leading up, up to- with something and then nothing like it was moment, just a cock tease dude like yeah, I mean, <laughs> the whole thing without spoiling whole anything movie, that man. last moment didn't even really resolve it you know it yeah there was the no build-up from the movie which i still think it's worth a watch 100 percent. i think it's worth the watch if you have the time but at the same like at that same point if it's really not at anywhere close to as good as mid 90s or kids yeah, i haven't seen just, street dreams yet but it's a letdown. I mean, that's just all it really is. It's a skater movie. If you want to watch a skater movie, go watch it. But don't say I didn't warn you. All right, listener? Don't say <laughs> I didn't warn you. warning. Because it kind of sucked. And I love. I wanted to love that movie so much. Like, I, I was sitting there just really hoping this shit got good soon. And then by the time it was over, you know, I'm still waiting for it. So, yeah, no, yeah. nothing too special there. But um, really good skating, though. They had a lot of really cool cool little tricks in there. You know, Pete Rod was in it, too, I think, at one point. I think Nikel Smith was in there, I want to say that's his name. Yeah, I mean, um, he's part of Illegal Civ, too, but, yeah, they got all those. Oh, okay, okay. And I think, was that him Was that him singing on that stage when he was, like, like yeah, rapping bro. or something? Have you heard his rap That was music? him, huh? Have you heard his music? Oh, yeah, I did. It's not that great. Uh, it's unfortunately not that good, no. I love Nikel Smith yeah. as a person in terms of yeah, he's his super sick. image, but his music just feels like he got access to a studio. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Trump. I wish his music was good. I, it, skaters and music just doesn't seem to go good. Hopefully, you know, I can change that. You know, little oh, Nar, yeah. I think, skates. He was all right. He's pretty cool. Snot's pretty cool. I don't know if he skates or not. It seems like he does, but... Jeremy Rogers going to music was a fucking mistake. Lil Wayne you know? apparently used to skate. Oh man, yeah, but Lil Wayne was like a rapper, mainly like first, I think. Like I, I wouldn't call him a skater. I don't I know if either skate. of us have authority to speak on Lil Wayne or any of this shit. Yeah, matter. We're just two fucking dumbasses talking shit. Oh dude, oh dude, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but Wayne, Wayne is uh, Wayne. I like you no, know, I love Wayne, but yeah, he's not a skater. I mean, I think he he kind of. Yeah, it seemed like he kind of got into it. Or, uh, any, yeah, nothing by that. I mean. Or like anywhere, like kind of like I, I don't know. I feel like you can kind of tell when someone has been skating ever since a kid. Like they were like a kid because you can just see it in the the comfortability they have just when they're pushing. And he seems super stiff, and he and he seems like he skates a lot. You know, he even filmed his own video part and stuff like that. But he's not. He does it for fun, and that, that's that's all what it's really about at the end of the day. Like skating is always about just 
having fun and fucking around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the joy of it. I've recently been getting into skating a lot more, like just in my neighborhood. I was about to say recently too many times in that one sentence, but yeah, been skating a lot more. And, uh, that, that little rundown ass skate park under like next to the bridge that is just full of like homeless tents. There's a little sketchy DIY spot right next to it. It's like talking lower bobs. No, no, no. Like two blocks away from my house. Oh shit. Little ass DIY street spot, but it's really ghetto. And, uh, you know, I normally don't have any problems with that at all. But in this situation, it's just a lot of motherfuckers. You know, there's a lot of motherfuckers over there just be mugging and doing doing the most while I'm trying to skate. It's a little hard to skate over there. So I've been I've been ended up over at the, the Emeryville skate park a lot recently. Yeah, that park is really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. Dude, that's the best snake run park I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen a park built like that. It's very just like you just skate down the whole thing. You like twenty tricks. I should, I should uh, revise that. Yeah. You haven't been to Derby? Nope. Where's that at? In Santa Cruz. Say no, a I really not. old I guess I've like, seen, snake uh, run spot. When I when I went to Woodward West back in the day when I was a kid, uh, there was you know some snake runs over there, but it's not a whole ass park. And I, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Actually, it's up in the hills and like off 17, right? Nah, it's it's uh it's in Santa Cruz. It's uh. Oh, okay. It's like a little bit south of the boardwalk, I, I think. Hmm. Could be totally wrong. Oh, ooh, actually, it might be. I don't know. It's it's Somewhere it's kind of near the beach. We'll I wouldn't. I don't either. think it's south or yeah. I don't fucking know, dude. I'm not a GPS. But it's it's around up. there. It's huh? I said we don't need to blow the. Spot oh no, you could you could Google it. No, nah, it's a bit. It's a spot, but like it's not that big of a spot for like a lot of people to be like, wow, you know, I have to go here. But it's something you want to stop by for sure. It's a it's a cool little snake run. If you like skating really crusty ramps, go to Derby. Who I doesn't like skating ramps. crusty ramps? I don't know, dude. dude. Well, so speaking, skaters. Speaking of this um, North Hollywood movie, we got to make some trips pretty soon, no doubt. Once COVID's to LA, over. I mean, LA, fucking Vegas. We got some spots to hit, bro. Yeah, gotta wait another year down hey man we could do it without an l we don't need the license yeah i guess this guy diego just lost his license recently i don't know if you want to talk about that at all (laughs) yeah no it's just long story short um cops are ridiculous you know sometimes they really just want to arrest you for no reason and then you just end up fighting a case for the next year over absolutely nothing hey man i've been there i was just i've been there (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, like this, uh, basically, long story short, wasn't even driving, but as I was drunk, said something that kind of incriminated me, even though I was just trying to let them know that I wasn't trying to drive two hours while I was, like, pretty shit-faced drunk. <laughs> and then they just said, all right, yeah, get out the car, and we're going to breathalyze you and do all these tests on you. Then I went to fucking jail for no fucking reason. On you? Like, what kind of tests? Yeah, they did all the... All the fucking like uh, they did the field sobriety tests, you know. They said I didn't oh, not, pass not like totally tests. did. And, and like oh, bro, do some like fucking electrotherapy tests, shit. No, uh, okay. this is at this is like at two o'clock in the morning. I don't think they carry a uh, electrotherapy test with them when they go arrest people for absolutely nothing. It, it was a joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went to jail for like, I want to say a solid like, I don't know, like half a day. I was supposed to get out there, like, out of there a lot quicker, but they just kind of forgot about me. But yeah, just fighting they over the bullshit for no reason. Just kind of forgot about you. What yeah, they really mean? did. They I kept on knocking on the jail. door. I was, I kept knocking on the door, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm supposed to be out by now. Like, it's been five hours. Because first time DUI, you're out in five or six hours, right? I'm over there knocking okay. on the door. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, let me out, you know. And they thought I, I, I was just fucking with them or something. I don't know. So Man, I was like, fuck like, this. It got to four o'clock. Hold on. Well, let me finish my story. So what I'm saying is that like they 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 basically like they wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't even like tell me like I could leave. They they wouldn't even like speak to me because they just assumed I was just one of the criminals or whatever the fuck. So then at four o'clock, I get out to make my phone call 
And then I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go talk to one of these officers while they're over here. So I went, made my phone call. No one answered, unfortunately. Went to go talk to this officer. I'm like, how long am I supposed to be in here for a first time DUI? He's like five to six hours. I'm like, I've been in here for 12, you know? And then he's like, oh shit, you know? All right, we'll get so you we your fingerprints and you'll get out soon. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. You know, then I was out of there in like fucking 30, 30 minutes to an hour or some shit. Man. So yeah, ridiculous. And I, I just, yeah, I'm still, I'm still fighting it, you know, cause I didn't drive. So I, I don't know, They, but it's all right. You know, shit happens. It's life. Yeah. And now we're here making a podcast. And now we're you here know? making a podcast, dude. It's crazy how life exactly. works. It's a small world. Yep. Man, speaking of a small world, I just had a, one of my friends the other day, this guy that I met when I was working at this um, door-to-door sales job, which was a kind of a ridiculous position. We were selling gas, uh, a gas program for your PG&E bill to people. Um, oh yeah the scam tell them about that i don't want to say it was a scam on air i don't want to say that at all but at the same time uh, alleged scam hypothetical scam we're talking about video games here what he wants i worked there i will say that we sold a gas program for your pg and e bill and i personally would not sign up for it (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know man fucking yeah, dude. One of my the guy who trained me came over yesterday and bought that iPad that I had, I had realized that I had when I was working there, um, which sounds like such a first world thing. Just, I, I found that like in my cabinet and realized that I had that. Ended up selling it to him for a hundred bucks yesterday, which can't complain on that part. I have not touched that thing since I left that job, and glad to have less shit in my room did they give you the ipad at the job nope so you bought it and then you just had it just laying around no no no. like i said i realized that i had it i i had used it as a legitimately had used it as a mouse pad for a little bit and uh oh. at some point just kind of lost law i didn't even lose it i just think i stopped using the the like little ass mouse that I was using to, to make music with and just started using the actual trackpad on my computer. Mm. Eventually, you know, once I actually got the job, remembered I had the iPad. And at that point, I realized that it did, in fact, work, which I didn't know the whole time. So that was a whole game changer. And, now, you know, now I've got 100 bucks from it, which I can't complain, man. There you go. I don't even know why that story. Oh, the, yeah. The reason I brought that up. Yeah, it was a small world. Yeah. First uh, first day of that job, we sold a gas program to uh, to spots where I, back in the day when I used to sell drugs, where I used to sell gas out of, you know, metaphor or whatever, you know, figure speechly. I'm, I'm pretty lit right now. I'm not going to lie. I've been sipping brews. I'm on my don't, second. Don't worry, right man. Yeah. Actually, this is my third one today. I sipped that one with while watching uh, North Hollywood, which should have saved it. But um, yeah, I sold gas to Wait. the house that I used to sell gas out of, which, you know, something about that. I still like at that moment is just such a small world. You know, it just really is the epitome of how ridiculous life is, you know, just random. That sounds like happens. a rap lyric, bro. You should write that down. <laughs> the epitome of how ridiculous life is. No, 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 no. What you said before. I, I sold gas to the house I used to sell gas out of, dude. That's hard. <laughs> Save that, man. Yeah, that's a fact, though. Write I sold the gas down. program to them on and everything, man. And uh, I don't feel good about it. I'm going to be honest. So let's move on to another subject. But that's why you left, Shit. though, right? Yeah, let's move on to another subject, though. Dude, speaking of San Jose... I don't know if I've ever told you about this. With all the the new alien, uh, I don't know. I feel like aliens are a big subject right now. You know, a lot of people are talking about aliens and the existence of UFOs. And I think they changed the official title from UFO to like something, man. I don't know. New here. Hold on. Let me find out while I'm explaining my story. But uh, so back in the there's a day, there's a Netflix documentary. Are you talking about that or no? No, no, no. That, the the Bob Lazar documentary. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I as much as I hate to admit it, I am a full fledged believer. Yeah, I am a full fledged believer, bro. I uh, 
I've watched the Bob Lazar movie. I don't really listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, but you know, I, I love watching, you know, and keeping out my eye out for all these random, you know, little military or whatever sightings that come out. I, people send me Joe Rogan clips is why I bring that up. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, man, there's a lot of weird shit going on in the world right now, which it just kind of is making, I, I don't know. So the things that I, I was looking at the other day was I can't remember the names of the actual footage files or whatever, but uh, these were all military radar like video footage, you know, this is all footage from military radar stuff. And, you know, it's all government declassified shit where it's, you know, they've confirmed it's real. Supposedly I have no idea how legitimate that really makes it, but apparently, you know, I saw this one video. There's that, uh, what, however many years ago, there was that like pill shaped thing in the sky, the pill shaped spaceship that, that like Navy commander saw and was freaking out about. That thing lines up exactly with Bob Lazar's opinion on or whatever, you know, his his whole explanation on how their propulsion systems worked. And it's crazy, man. I don't know. I, I have a feeling that there's some weird shit going on. I don't know if it's Russia or China, like or China or like some other country, you know, it could be whatever country plotting on us. But I saw something talking about, you know, I can't even quote any of my sources on these. Please go look them up and fact check me and tell me I'm wrong if you're listening and don't believe me. But uh, I saw something talking about there was like something that came and was buzzing around military, like area, like military, uh, you know, around our nukes and our, our missiles and shit, just buzzing around that. And the fact that there's, you know, UFOs in American airspace kind of fucks with me in my head. You know, you know, we think this country's all safe or whatever. And there's aliens flying around our nukes. Like, yeah, I mean, that is definitely a possibility. But another thing to also consider is that just as much as aliens may be real, the government might also have technology that could make themselves appear as aliens too. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an alien flying these ships. That's the biggest Regardless, counter-argument. That's the biggest counter-argument, 100%. Yeah, even... it, it could really just be like, you know, like the government's testing out new ships and stuff like that or just testing out new things, which 100%. is the only thing that makes it a little bit, you know, iffy, especially because you just don't you just don't know about the technology that people have, you know? I mean, well, yeah, man, that's just, I've heard of conspiracy. An, an, a UFO, right, is like if we... If the government still has it classified, they can just say it was a UFO and say that, yeah, it's unidentified because we don't want to tell you what it is. And it would be a, you know, a security risk if we released what it is. So therefore, we're just going to say it's a UFO, which that's really where so, I. So I was, of, hearing, I was I heard about this conspiracy where um, like someone was saying that that Apple or any of these companies they 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 release their technology on purpose a little bit slower yeah to like gain the most money out of it because if they went straight from an iphone 3 or 4 all the way to an iphone 10 right away then they would lose out on all the money they could have made out of the iphone 4 iphone 5 and maybe that's why they don't upgrade as fast as maybe android phones might be doing right that's why there's a lot of there's better battery life in a lot of those or there's a lot more you know just better technology with with that because they realized the, the Apple realized the amount of money they could make by just hitting every every point in between to make more money before they get to that point where all of a sudden now they invent a new phone with an insane amount of battery, right? Or something like that. They can slowly keep increasing the battery to keep you buying the new phone whenever it comes out. That's not right? even I think Apple bro, actually had a lawsuit. Legit. No, that's that's legit. That's hundred percent real. They're definitely well, I, doing that. I'm getting I'm getting more of the, the point here is that yeah. like the government may only be pushing out this technology not for the reason of profit right but they could be it could be slowly pushing out technology and slowly letting advancements come to light because they don't want people to even go into a panic like let's say what if all this time the government's had the ability to destroy the earth with just one i don't know laser or something like that let's say 
you know? Yeah, yeah for if, real. If that's it, you know, if people just heard about that tomorrow, you know, without even having an introduction to technology that could possibly do that, then Jeez. people are just going to panic and it's going to make every conspiracy theory about the government even worse, right? Because then all these people are going to be like, oh, they just released this today. What are they going to release tomorrow now? You know, what yeah. if they're just going to, yeah, down, exactly. or they're just speeding up? What can they do? You know, are we aliens? You know, we're like, you know, it can go down a lot of different routes. So that's another possibility for stuff like that happening as well. Man, and that's that's the thing is nowadays, you know, there's so much propaganda and just craziness in the news that who knows what actually in all of that stuff is really real, you know. Have you ever seen the the documentary uh, Social Dilemma? I haven't. I've watched, uh, like, I've seen the, the trailer and seen that it exists, but something just never really got me to actually watch it. It seemed a little almost uh yeah i never clicked on it myself but uh i walked yeah. in while my mom was actually watching it and I, I walked in like 40 minutes in and i just decided to stay for the next hour because like the 10 minutes i was in there for intrigued me enough to and one thing i heard on there that that really relates to what you're just saying is that um fake news gets six times as much clicks as real news you know so Where a lot of that number, like how do you know that that number right there isn't propaganda it's that's what i'm saying is that number isn't propaganda? I mean, I'm saying that number very well could be just fake news. You know, how do we know that that number? I mean, well, I, I mean, totally the whole, believe the whole thing. I about... totally believe it. I'm just saying that movie. I saw that, and it seemed almost propaganda-ish on that same level of, you know, reverse propaganda or whatever. You know, made by the people. Why would they people. do that? Well, I mean, if I was some activist. And I really wanted to get my point across and I don't have all the facts, but I want to portray some facts that maybe that haven't been studied. How wrong is it for me in my head to go, okay, yeah, it's six out of every 10 things get clicked on or fake news or whatever, you know, like it wouldn't be too hard in my mind for, for somebody to, to well, the, the, this information is coming that, from, from real, like, like ex workers of Facebook and ex like senior advisors in those companies. And they, okay. they almost got sued for the stuff that they actually said on oh, like, they, like Apple tried to pursue them after doing this, like after saying these type of things, actually, I don't know if it was specifically Apple or if it was Google or anything like that. They were pursued like after because of the stuff that they let out in this film, right? And hmm. then also, this is these these are also statistics that weren't made directly by these people that they're tying in. And I think if we're just gonna say that every fact we hear is like propaganda, then like the world's an anarchy at this point, you know. And yeah, the no, president totally isn't real. Everything isn't real. Everything so is you have to have some type of concrete something and stuff yes, that's proven. Work. Stuff that's proven, right, is, you know. Hey, man, it's, it's I, I heard stuff. that fact coming from you, not from an ex-Apple employee. If you, when you tell me the source as well, now I now I start to respect it more, for sure. I yeah, totally but understand. I just told you that it's from this documentary, not even that, from me. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what I heard from a documentary. I'm not telling you something that I'm making up. Agreed. I, and that's, that's I don't know saying. shit about that's that. That's what I was saying, yeah. But anyway, this this documentary, long story short, they said that fake news is clicked on six times as much as real news. And it honestly makes sense because if something, some bullshit, you know, is, is on my fucking feed and I see, oh shit, like, I don't know, like Korea just like, I don't know, Korea just fucking shot a nuke at uh, Israel, but it went down in the sea and that's why they didn't blow up or something or just some weird something that just doesn't make any sense. Of course, yeah. I'm going to click on it to go see if it's real. And guess what's on that page? Advertisements, right? And this is the whole thing with capitalism as well, is that because of that, now people are making money off of all this fake news. So then the, obviously there's going to be more fake news put out there in an effort to get more money so that advertisers are paying more because they get more clicks, right? Just in general. So that's the whole thing with like a lot of like, especially now and us living in an area era of capitalism and social media presence, you know, and just the internet in general is that people make money off of these, like- Off the clicks. It's all yeah, about off the of these clicks, man. off of fake news clicks, you know? And that's that's kind of why what I was saying is, yeah. Yeah, no, that is, uh, no, I totally, like I said, I totally believe that number. Like, you know, I, I was just trying to be a skeptic, you know, when publicizing this, had something to talk about, some debate here, but yeah, no, I totally do believe that number. And uh, I could totally see, I mean, shit, bro. 
what was it exactly you said six out of ten things are fake news no six times more six times more yeah six times clicks more on clicks fake on, on fake, fake news, news than real news i'm sure that we, we both of us are contributing to that i'm sure man and it's terrible because you know as much as we can be aware of that fact and try to avoid it what can you even do you know you see some crazy headline how how do you not click on it you gotta know and i mean that's that's where shit gets worrying you know because then it's just how much time is being wasted you know looking at these random links that don't mean anything at all but all i wouldn't even say is. time I, I think it's really just emotion and just um like feeling is just wasted on stuff like that because I, I feel like feeling although it's intangible in a way it is tangible to yourself and when you see certain things that make you feel a certain way you know you put yourself through this like emotional like exhaustion and that at least as it, with me being a creative it, it affects me and my work too and then you know it also affects people's emotional states people will get into more fights and stuff like that and that's just that's what happens you know when there's so much fake stuff out there there's people arguing over absolutely nothing because both of their sources could be fake and the truth could be like not even close to what they're talking about. But because they saw this fake news off of some semi-reliable news source, then now people are arguing about things that aren't even true in the first place. Man. Yeah. That's, that's really the battle of, of what, what the fake news, that's, that's the, the real conflict right there that it causes hundred percent. That's the way to define Yeah. Cause then the fake news people can be like, the real news is fake, you know? <laughs> No, and that's, it, that's why, you know, people yeah. are pumping propaganda in the first place is to, to create that, that debate of what news is real and what news isn't. You know, you exactly. see Nazi propaganda or KKK or whatever the fuck, all this like actually genuinely malicious stuff that's coming out. And, you know, that really is their goal, whether or not they're getting through to somebody. I, I mean, you know, they're disrupting the the way that we look at news in the first place, which makes, you know, everything a little bit less trustworthy and makes, it just gives them that extra step up or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how politics work, bro. Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's crazy. On that note, you want to wrap it's things up pretty soon? Yeah. Um, this felt so, like a pretty, uh, pretty interesting podcast, pretty productive podcast. I can't say if it's interesting or not. I guess we'll find out, you know, but yeah, hopefully it is. If not, we'll see you next week or something. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, hopefully it's better then, you know, Hey, we're going to make it better each week. No doubt. You know, we'll, we'll work out. The exactly. Um, if you of guys course. did stay this long through the podcast, I really appreciate you. And uh, thank you guys a ton. I'm sure Diego's. Again, uh, Instagrams, if you guys want to connect with us, I answer all my DMs, uh, Bago Beats on Instagram. And Milo and, Kimmel Music uh, on Instagram. Milo Kimmel Music. Yep. Milo Kimmel Music on Instagram as well. Make sure to uh, drop a follow. I'll follow you back too. Shit. Just message me. Say, hey, I'm from the podcast, dude. Hell love yeah, to hear man. what you guys think. I'd love to hear what what could be better, you know? Anything yeah, funny about it? Whatever. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know what we're doing Perfect. right. All right. Peace. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Peace.